Now, I addressed this in episode three, but I think it's important to revisit it again here. In that episode, I said that no one was arguing that a woman can't do what she wants with her own body. Welcome to the Godly Troublemaker Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Parker. The Godly Troublemaker exists to shine the light of Christ in the eyes of the idols of our day. Let's go get into some trouble. Introduction. A few weeks ago, we released episode three, entitled Overturning Roe. In that episode, we declared in no uncertain terms that abortion is murder because, you know, the etymology of the word and all. Abort literally means to kill, terminate, or end. Now, what is being killed is certainly not the mother, but her unborn child. How can I come to such a rash, sanctimonious conclusion, one might ask, especially given the fact that I am not a medical doctor nor a biologist? And on top of that, I'm white. So there's that. So then, on what do I draw said conclusion? Well, the mother is able to leave the clinic while her baby gets flushed down the toilet, or if he, she, the baby, are too large, gets put into a garbage bag and disposed of and thrown into the trash. As one would imagine, given the totalizing investment that both sides have in the abortion debate, because it's a religious commitment on both sides, and the current talk about Roe being overturned, episode 3 was one of our most popular episodes yet, and as one would imagine, within a short amount of time, I received lots of comments, questions, and emails from my ever-bulging fan base. Now, given my uncanny ability to make friends and to influence people, coupled with my astute awareness of the needs of others, I took such comments as a cry for more. If I could just summarize a few of them now. Quote, You're an effing joke and hate women. This is an effing cult. End quote. Quote, F off, you effing F. Maybe instead of sponsoring ads, you should use that money to help the women and children you forced birth on. Fake-ass Christians, you're an effing joke. End quote. Quote, babies are a virus, like any other virus. End quote. And, quote, life begins after birth, not conception. End quote. Quote, God has killed more babies than anyone. End quote. Quote, you're an effing clown. End quote. Quote, a fetus is nothing more than a clump of cells without consciousness. End quote. Quote, what do you propose to do about all the poverty and crime? End quote. Quote, your tax status should be removed. End quote. Quote, pastors should shut the F up regarding politics. End quote. Quote, you should be effing castrated, you effing F. End quote. Quote. How many kids have you adopted, you selfish F? End quote. Now, it's important to caution not to get overwhelmed after reading such comments with their linguistic brilliance and rhetorical force. I know, I know, such silver-tongued rhetoric is always intimidating. Also, one may be tempted to ask, why would you even dare to do another episode on a portion when the first one was refuted with such force, such eloquence, such loquaciousness by those who didn't even listen to it? 
where would one even begin to address such matters? Well, perhaps it's my overestimation of my ability to win friends and influence people. Or perhaps it's because I can seldom resist a challenge. Or perhaps it's my desire to put the fun back in fundamentalism. Either way, I feel the overwhelming weight of obligation to give my furiously effeminate fans of both sexes what they gotta have. And no, it ain't more cowbell, baby. The Baby Death Cult Given the loquaciousness, verbosity, and the smooth-tongued articulation of those who weeped and wailed and gnashed their teeth and such at me, I mean, respectfully disagreed while being respectful, I thought I would respond to the comments above. But before I do, I think it necessary to saw off the branch that the pro-murderers are sitting on, and that is the branch of choice. Now, I addressed this in episode three, but I think it's important to revisit it again here. In that episode, I said that no one was arguing that a woman can't do what she wants with her own body. Herein lies the obvious point of contention. The baby growing in their mother's womb is, by definition, not the mother's body. The baby in her mother's womb is a unique human person. The baby has their own DNA their own fingerprints, their own nervous system, their own skeletal system. They have 10 fingers and 10 toes. They have one nose, one mouth, two eyes, and two ears, all uniquely their own. Not only that, the baby is either male or female, which means they also have the accompanying plumbing and anatomy that goes along with it, which means that if a mother is carrying a baby boy, it doesn't mean that the mom just miraculously grew a penis, although that would make trannies very happy. Everyone knows this, right? This is no surprise. You would have to be a stark, raving, flaming idiot not to grasp that. Now, before you accuse me of calling every pro-murderer a stark, raving, flaming idiot, I am doing nothing of the sort. Because, as I just said, they are not ignorant, and everyone knows this. Every little girl has put a baby doll under her shirt at some point in order to pretend to be pregnant. Or they have done that with a cotton ball and their Barbie, pretending that she was pregnant. Either way, everyone knows from the earliest of ages that what is in the mother's womb is her baby and not her. Again, everyone knows this. All you have to do is wait for the next celebrity or someone of the ruling class to get pregnant, that is, with the baby, and announce it to the world. For example, when Princess Kate Middleton got pregnant, the entire nation was expected to rejoice with her. And rightfully so. One thing all the talking heads weren't asking was whether or not she was going to kill her baby. They were all abuzz as to whether, she, whether or not she was having a male baby or a female baby. But then when middle-class Maria gets pregnant, all changes. All of a sudden, the baby in her womb is a virus and an extension of her body. And she should be able to do what she wants to do with her own baby. I mean, body. It's true. I am not a scientist, but I, it certainly appears that the only thing that differs from Kate's womb and middle-class Maria's womb is not one of physiological nature, but rather one of class, which tells you everything that you need to know regarding this debate, and it's disgusting. Therefore, I'm not calling the pro-murderers stark, raving, flaming idiots because they know exactly what they are doing, and they don't 
care. So they shouldn't be called idiots. They should be called premeditated murderers because it's more accurate as to what is actually happening. Furthermore, to say that someone is pro-choice is about as stupid and ambiguous as saying that I'm pro-air. It really means absolutely nothing And it's besides the point. The point is whether or not someone can make a choice. It's whether or not them choosing to murder their baby should be codified into law. Asking the simple question, what are you choosing to do, goes a long way. The devil is a deceiver, and apparently it doesn't take much these days. But this means that the Church of Jesus Christ should clearly point out how ridiculously stupid the phrase pro-choice is, and that by using it, you're sanctimoniously standing on Satan's side and pushing perverted platitudes. Now, regarding the comments of my critics, well, we'll call them fans because I know that they like that, things get a little more difficult to respond to because their arguments and their comments are so multi-layered in their brilliance and intelligence. But I will try and do my best. As to those who say that I hate women, I would simply respond by saying, nuh-uh. I think that allowing, encouraging, or even manipulating a woman into murdering her baby is actually hating women. Those great lovers of women should tell them the effect that killing their baby will have on them, like increased chances of depression, anxiety, addiction, suicide, and mental illness, increased chances of infertility, divorce, abuse of all kinds, and complications with future pregnancies. There is absolutely nothing about violently invading a woman's womb and violently murdering her baby that is good for women. Not only that, that, let me point out the obvious while being obviously pointed. We don't think any baby should be murdered, which just so happens to include the female ones. Now, to the person that called me an effing F while at the same time being an effing joke and encouraging me to F myself for promoting on social media, particularly promoting episode three, that is the one on abortion on social media, I would simply say that your response was proof of its effectiveness, and it would appear as though the last laugh is on you. So perhaps if I may be so bold, it would appear as though it was a good effing joke that you didn't get, which means you're the butt of it. Now, as to the person who said that babies are a virus, I would simply say that That just makes the person making that statement a much, much larger virus. If babies are a human virus, and I am a human, by definition, I am a much, much bigger version of that. If that's truly the case, all of our focus should be on eradicating the bigger problem, not the smaller one. What about life beginning after birth and not at conception? Well, I would want to ask that person, what do you think was happening, growing, developing, moving, responding before birth? What was doing all of that? Did the brain and the heart and the nervous system and so on of the child only begin to work after it went through the birth canal? After the baby went through the birth canal, was there a difference in the size of the baby? Was there a difference in the level of dependency or development of the baby? Now, sure, the baby's location changed, but that doesn't mean that the baby is any less a baby in the womb any more than a car is less a car in the garage. You say, yes, but God has killed more babies than anyone. 
We would respond with yes and amen. And we never apologize for God who is the giver and taker of life. This world is filled with evil and sin and sickness and death and disease. And we can have a debate over primary and secondary causes if you wish. But that's not what was happening here. The pro-murderers have no problem with the taking of life, which the above statement testifies to. Their problem is that they are not God. Now, as far as being an effing clown goes, all I would say is, well, I'm not the one attending parades and dressed like one. But to the intellectual brilliance of the person that said a fetus is nothing more than a clump of cells, I would just like to respond to that by asking, aren't all living things just a clump of cells? And this is just about as stupid as saying that lumber is just a clump of wood. And as far as consciousness goes, who has the ability and the authority to determine what that is and when it occurs? Is it the same idiots who can't tell the difference between a boy and a girl? Well, no thanks. Now to the genius that asked what I propose to do about all of the poverty and crime, I would humbly point out that we have been murdering babies for five decades in our country, primarily in our inner cities. Now, has that reduced poverty and crime at all? Nope. I would argue that abortion has actually increased poverty and crime because it destroys the family, it destroys self-discipline and the taking of any form of responsibility, it has increased state dependency, and completely devalued life across the board. Again, this is an argument based on presumptions regarding class and race, and that is pretty messed up. Quote, pastors should shut the F up regarding politics, end quote. Well, this is nothing more than an attempt to get pastors to shut the F up regarding everything. To anyone who thinks that way, I would merely respond by saying, you first. Now, to the person who thinks it would be morally upright and just for me to be castrated because I believe that babies should not be murdered, I would just like to point out that I am not the one who believes self-mutilation is righteous, and would argue that you should put your money where your mouth is and prove to the world how righteous you actually are by living consistently within your own principles. As to how many kids I have adopted, the answer is none. And I would respond to that statement by, this is stupid. Think about what's being said. Because you haven't legally taken care of someone else's child, you have no right to say that someone can't kill their own child. And why exclude this argument to children? Right? If I haven't adopted any children, do I also have no right to say that others shouldn't be murdered? And why is it that adoption becomes the litmus test? Well, because life is valuable and one exhibits the value of said life by welcoming an unwanted child into their home. Now, I hate to point out the obvious again, but the presumptions contained in the argument actually destroy the argument. Lastly, what about cases of rape and incest? Well, the presumption is, and it is, that rape and incest are so horrible that a girl or a woman who experiences said horror should be able to murder her baby. Now, I agree with the presumption of the heinousness of rape and incest. I would just like to ask why you want to kill the baby and not the actual incestuous rapist. Now, I agree wholeheartedly that the incestuous rapist, or any rapist for that matter, should be put to death because 
it's biblical. And I also believe that if uh, they were swiftly executed, we would greatly reduce the less than 1% of abortions that occur from for such reasons. But those who think the baby should be murdered and not the rapist, to them I would say that you are a sick, hypocritical bastard who is using the trauma and horrors of others to support your death cult. Conclusion. I have said it before, and I will say it again here. Our country is a powder keg, and Roe is the match. There is no middle ground, there is no compromised position, there is no settlement to be rendered. Despite the Republicans' best efforts to compromise and only whore themselves out a little bit less than the Democrats. At the end of the day, we are only left with two options, wisdom or folly, life or death, Christ or chaos. Before you go, if you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review, which is very helpful for us. Until next time, demolish strongholds and go cause a little godly trouble.